welcome to this amazing podcast. Welcome. This is a safe space. This is a place that I'm happy that you are here. Welcome to Wax On Wax Off, the podcast where a teenager gains wisdom and insight from pioneers and innovators that have come before in search of how to win in every facet of life and change the world. I am your host, Solomon Cole, and let's get into today's episode. So before I tell you, which you probably already know, but before I tell you who is on today's episode, I just want to say something real quick. You guys are so supportive and amazing, and I thank you for that. And this podcast would not exist if it weren't for you guys. And I'm so grateful that I get to do this, that I get to talk to the people that I get to talk to, that I get to share it with the people that I get to share it with. Um, And I'm so lucky. And if you like this podcast or if you don't like it or whatever, will you please just share it with someone either being like, I love it or being like, Hey, look how terrible this podcast is and show it. You're probably not thinking that, but in the event that you are still share it because I need, I want exposure and I want people to, I want to share this beautiful podcast with other people. Yeah. So without further ado, I want to introduce today's guest. She is my hero. She is the catalyst for my growth and she didn't even know about it. Maybe she did. I don't know. Well, we're about to find out actually. I would not be the person I am today if it weren't for her. She has changed me through and through. She has helped so much with this podcast, not just by her being on, but by her helping me to get connected with other people and her just pouring her amazing, beautiful love into me. She is an absolute angel on this earth. She is a model. She has been on the covers of Vogue and many other magazines. And she has worked with, I mean, you think can think of a fashion brand. She's worked with them. She is just so absolutely amazing and pure. And yeah, so I would like to welcome Elle McPherson on. Thank you, Elle, so much for being on. You're literally the best human ever. So I kind of want to start off the episode giving credit where credit is due. And you probably don't even remember this, but you gave my dad a notebook called the Five Minute Journal. And I did. Yes. And my dad said that I should use it. He said, this would be really good for you. You could work on focusing on gratitude because at that point in my life, I kind of felt lost. And that you giving my dad that notebook and him giving that to me has been an entire snowball effect of positivity and habits and enlightenment. And when I had that, I felt selfish keeping it to myself. So the like physical manifestation of that and me wanting to share that enlightenment with people is this podcast. So I want to say thank you. I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for you. And this podcast wouldn't exist if it weren't for you. Uh, You know, it's so as you're speaking, I I got goosebumps. And uh, for me, that's like a truth rush. So it's so close to, to my purpose, which is to help other people on their wellness journey. And then hearing you express that is just, it brings tears to my eyes. So I didn't expect to start like this, but that is a beautiful, beautiful way to start. So thank you. And I'm so happy that it had that uh, this beautiful manifestation of this podcast that I've been watching and the incredible people you've had on it and the wisdoms that they share. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you're on. It's, it's a dream come true. And I'm just really excited to talk to you. So Starting off, I really want to hear your story. How did you get into modeling and how did you get to kind of where you are today? 
Yeah, that's a, a it's a long story, but I'll keep it short. I moved to America, New York City, uh, in 1982, and at that point, I uh, just prior to that, I I was in high school and I wanted to study law. My stepfather was a lawyer, and I had really struggled with my studies until my mom married him, and uh, then he started to show me how to study and. I wanted to follow in his footsteps, and I really liked law as a an occupation for me because I was um, honing my skills in public speaking, and I was very um, I was very uh, driven to find a career that was meaningful and purposeful, and also um, stable. So I thought law for me would be a really stable kind of secure and also logical choice. You know, my stepfather was mm-hmm. a lawyer. I got good grades at school. And then what happened is uh, I was sort of um, modeling part-time just because I wanted to finance my education and move out of home. So I'd been doing odd modeling jobs along the way, and I got a call from an uh, agency in America. And they said to me, would you like to come to America for uh, what I thought was a few months to model? And originally I said no, Hmm. um, because, you know, it seemed like a frivolous thing to do. I was going to be starting school soon. Um, I didn't want to be perceived as somebody that was just sort of like a girl that followed fame and fortune. Mm -hmm. You know, law was a very stable thing and logical but I felt this twinge in my heart when they asked me. Now, originally I said no, and then a model, and, and I, I felt so sick afterwards because I knew inside myself that I'd gone against my heart's desire. A few months later, another agency called, and um, I accepted their offer, and I went to America which for a few months, or what I thought was going to be a few months, and that was nearly 40, well, 41 years ago. So um, I, I, I went to New York. I started modeling. I became successful quite qu- quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in travel and being financially independent and freedom. That was my motivation in the beginning. I was never really interested in fashion, and uh, which surprises people because they kind of think, well, maybe I always wanted to be a model. But really, I wanted what modeling could bring me, mm. that sense of, of being totally financially and, and emotionally and spiritually independent to some extent, you know, mm-hmm. not living at my parents' home. And then uh, as my career kind of evolved, it you know went from being a job that financed a life to becoming a career. And then with that career, I built a brand. Mm-hmm. And a brand in the sense that I had a recognizable name and face and they went together. Mm-hmm. And so people would employ me for that brand And then I started applying my brand to other companies in licensing. So, for example, there was a lingerie company in Australia that wanted me as the face of their business. And I I thought to myself, okay, well, um, I can apply my brand to them and have the product, the lingerie, actually make the money uh, through sales. And Mm -hmm. I would take a commission. So that was my first sort of entrepreneurial um, decision. Uh, not to be a paid face, but to take a, a percentage of sales in licensing. And then I started to produce my own content for calendars. And I started producing a TV show in England called Britain and Ireland's Next Top Model. And 
you know, I, I varied my career acting and uh, ultimately um, forming my own businesses, my own lingerie business first, and now Wellco, mm -hmm. uh, which is our collection of, you know, plant-based uh, supplements that really uh, are wonderful tools to enhance your health and well-being, which is truly my passion. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I followed my heart. Um, I, I didn't really take the logical steps. And, you know, I was thinking about, kids that are watching this it's we're so influenced by outside um pressure you know whether it's family or society or schools and 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 we kind of make decisions based on what other people think are good for us mm. but it's so important to use your heart as a compass and to recognize when you get that spark inside yourself that you take a step towards that not mm -hmm. away from it and i took a, a step away from it the first time and I was physically sick from it. So, um, you know, I encourage everybody here who's watching this is to like listen to your to your heart and um, get to know yourself through listening to your heart because it will never lead you astray. Mm -hmm. It will always take you on a, a wacky, wild, wonderful, you know, um, purposeful journey. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I think when you talked about taking that step and in, in, in the direction of what your heart is calling you towards. I think a lot of people miss out on really great opportunities because they're scared to take the step. Maybe they know the direction in which they want to go, but they don't take the step and they're scared and they don't have the courage. And they think that they're going to, if they take the step, it's the wrong step. But I think the key to success really is just taking that step, taking that step. Yes. Because People don't have everything figured out, especially people who are going to get something successful. Usually it's just people like, I've got nothing else to do. I'm just going to keep stepping and stepping and yeah. stepping. Um, and, 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 and to be true, you know, when you're 18 years old, like I was, I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do or be in my life. And I think that sometimes, uh, you know, for young people or for anybody to look inside themselves and, and ask themselves these four questions. And, it, and I call it the four A's. Are they looking for approval? Are they looking for um, agreement? Are mm. they looking for acceptance? Or are they looking for allegiance? Mm. Because if your decision that you make in your life is based on any one of those, it will lead you astray. Yeah. And so what you're always looking for is to listen to that quiet urge within you and have the courage to take those steps because there are no mistakes. Mm. And the only mistake that we have in this world is not learning. Mm -hmm. And um, you will learn from everything. Mm. Um, and and you, can, uh, you can really be the creator of your own life through having the courage of, to take those heartfelt mm. urges that you have. I completely agree. And I love the, those four A's, how it's like, it's really about, True success is, is purity of heart. It's, it, it comes mm. from a pure place. It doesn't come from, I want to make quick money. I want to, um, maybe if I scam this person, I can make this. It's, it's, it comes from a purity of, I'm passionate about this. This is something that I care about deeply. And this is something that I want to do. How would you say you define success? Yeah, well, I agree with you in that success is is an inner quality. Um, mm. You know, it is, and we say it well, Carl. Here, I have a, my little thing here beside my desk that always reminds me that wellness is the new beautiful, 
health is the new wealth, kindness is the new cool, and inner peace is the new success. Mm. And so it's an internal uh, feeling. Um, you know, are you happy at work? Are you happy? Do you have a sense of fulfillment? You know, for me, that is successful, purposeful. I think success is really defined from those inequalities rather than all the exterior things. And it doesn't mean that you don't have the financial or the material successes that become as a result of you following your heart passions. But it doesn't really have anything to do with money necessarily. It's not like when I have that money, I'll be successful. When I have those seven Ferraris in my garage, I'm going to be successful. Um, because the guy that has seven Ferraris in the garage is probably unhappy that he doesn't have the eighth one. Yeah. So, so um, you know, and I've learned that through my own journey that I've had an incredible amount of exterior success, mm -hmm. fame and fortune. And I have had times where I felt lost and I felt very barren inside. Mm -hmm. um, so as you know, as you say, it is an inequality. Mm -hmm. and, it is, and, and you can tell by the smile on your face. Are you enjoying what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Does it feel purposeful for you? Yeah. Is it resonating with you? Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's success. Mm -hmm. you, you talked about like kind of a, a dark place because you maybe we're focusing on more material things and not those deeper spiritual successes. How, cause you're at a place now where you could probably pretty much have anything like material wise. So right. how does life keep its meaning for someone that could like practically have anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, things is not success, right? Mm -hmm. And things don't give life meaning. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, m meaning has nothing to do with those kind of things. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's transient and um, life's meaning is constant. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say is ask yourself, what is the meaning of your life? And mm -hmm. what is meaningful in your life? What does your life mean to you? You know, and I, I believe that meaning comes from, from a purpose bigger than yourself. And mm -hmm. that has been my experience in in, in starting Welco, you know, it, and we'll talk about this later on, I'm sure. But, you know, it was a result of my own wellness journey. But, but the purpose is bigger than the aims of the company to sell products. Mm. The purpose is bigger than my career aims. The purpose is to help other people on their wellness journey um, and to help them bring their own unique innate beauty out into the world mm -hmm. so that they can have the most fulfilling life. Um, that they could ever have. So, you know, attaching uh, whatever you do or moving towards whatever you do towards a higher purpose helps you find meaning in life mm -hmm. and and have a life that is meaningful for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I think about people that maybe think that... Uh, some sort of material thing or a, even a substance like drinking or drugs or whatever could make them feel whole. I, I'm coming up on the age where alcohol and things like that are becoming available to me, right? Right. And I was wondering, what do you recommend or what wisdom and advice do you have for people my age who are getting to the point where those vices, if you will, are available? Mm, that's a really great question. 
And it's so amazing that you're asking it. I um, So I have an interesting journey. I went to rehab when I was 40. I went once and I've been sober ever since. So mm. I'm coming up to 60 now. Wow. And, uh, you know, I can recommend that you don't wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very long uh, kind of exploration and experimentation with drugs and alcohol for a good 20 years. Mm. It was an interesting time. I, I learned a lot about myself through getting sober. Mm. I didn't learn so much about myself when I was when I was actively believing that something outside of myself could make me feel whole. Mm. Another person, a drug, a drink, money, work, opportunities. I was always looking outside myself to feel what they call the God-sized hole in my mm. heart. And I felt that I was disconnected to source or to God. And I felt that I was disconnected to myself and I was constantly trying to fill it with stuff that would make me feel okay. And uh, the result was it numbed me. And so I became numb to my life. I became numb to my feelings. And the very thing I was looking for, which was a greater connection to myself, I was distancing myself from it. Hmm. So I thought I had it all sort of under control. I thought it was just a question of how much I drank. And really what I realized is that it wasn't really my drinking, but it was my thinking and feeling mm. that was the root cause of me choosing alcohol or drugs as a distraction almost. Mm. Um, and, you know, they say what's the best thing about getting sober is you get your feelings back. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing about uh, getting sober is you get your feelings back <laughs> and then you have to deal with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's been a really interesting journey and um, I just, you know, there's so much help for young people out there. Um, many, many, I go to AA meetings, I see many young people now where it was sort of like, well, I can't, I can't have an issue with drugs or alcohol because I'm too young, but people mm -hmm. are finding that um, even if it's not got to the point where it's utterly destroyed their life, it is distracting them from finding or from even getting to know themselves at the mm -hmm. time when it's so important that you are fully in your presence to experience mm -hmm. your life, mm -hmm. uh, getting to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think a lot of people my age, they feel like they need to escape. They feel like like they're I, – I saw something on Instagram, and I've said this on the podcast before – but it was this meme and it was so true for me in a, in a place in my life. It was like, I thought I loved music. Turns out I just hate myself. Like you have to have headphones in. You have to be listening to something. You have to be scrolling. Yeah. You have to be doing something because you can't confront yourself. And that I think substances are another way to just like think you can escape yourself. But no matter what, it's a problem. You're, or it's, a, it's something you're going to have to confront at some point. Mm. You can't run away from it forever. And I think what you're talking about, the support systems are like super valuable for learning how to not just be like at terms with yourself, but love yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that people are afraid of confronting themselves to use your words. You know, if they really slowed down and were quiet, they'd realize that they're these incredible souls mm -hmm. that have so much to give. Mm -hmm. And um, we all have this, you know, unique uh, expression of ourselves and it's all perfect. But outside influences have taught us that it's not good enough. 
or it's not funny enough or beautiful enough or, mm. you know, important enough. Yeah. And, you know, our, our purpose in this world to some extent is to be the purest expression of ourselves. Mm. And, um, and if, we, if we just get quiet and breathe and tap into that beautiful, incredible being that we are, mm-hmm. um, you'll see that there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. And um, it's just trusting that, you know, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's true. It takes time. Do you have any tips or advice for someone who has kind of learned to connect with themselves and, and love themselves and be okay with just being with themselves? Do you have any advice or tips or practices that you did to kind of find be at peace with yourself? Oh, well, you know, I mean, there's very practical things. So for, for me, when I first started modeling and I came from Australia and I came to America and I didn't look like all the other girls, for example, I was, you know, six foot, I had broad shoulders, I was a swimmer, I was, you know, dark hair, dark eyed, Aussie girl, give it a go, courageous, say what you mean, mean what you say, um, sporty, natural, And, you know, that's sort of the contrary to everything in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And I tried for the longest time to be like everybody else. Um, But, of course, I I stood out. You know, I couldn't be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But the day that I embraced myself and just said, okay, my differences make me more memorable. People Mm -hmm. don't forget me. And that's a really important step in modeling is to be you know, memorable. Mm -hmm. So when I started to lean into my uniqueness, uh, then I, I started to become more successful as a model. And, Mm. um, and that was, that wasn't a like spiritual decision. It was Mm -hmm. just a sort of practical thing. Like, you know, I, I got to kind of like, just find my way here. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, and I found it through just being authentically myself. Mm. So, um, you know, in the beginning, it started off with the very tangible, practical decisions I was making through trial and error. I'd try something, it didn't work. I'd try something else, and that worked. So I would apply it to the next lesson or the next opportunity that I had. As I've matured, I realized that, you know, practices like prayer and meditation, however you choose to practice that or whatever that means for you, has been a very grounding and um, welcome time in my life because what I find through meditation particularly is I have I, I find clarity mm. and clarity doesn't come necessarily like I'm sitting in meditation and I get all the answers but what happens is throughout the day things become more clear mm-hmm. and decisions become easier to make and I intrinsically know how to handle situations that used to baffle me and that is one of the promises it's the ninth step promise in AA. It is you will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle you. Hmm. And that's what I wanted in life. I yeah. wanted to know how to live life on life's terms. And meditation gives you that as well. You know, that is one of the benefits of meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think spiritual health, not mental health, but spiritual health is something that can be forgotten. And I think what we were kind of talking about is spiritual health because there's your spiritual health there's your mental health which is like 
anxiety and depression and making sure that you're like focusing on things that are just being in the present moment, which kind of has to do with the spiritual health as well. And then it kind of goes on to the, the, the physical health, which kind of leads us in perfectly into Welco, which is really caring for that physical health. So I want to ask you, like, what is Welco? And you kind of talked about it a little bit, but what is Welco and how did you start it? And what, why did you start it? Mm. Yeah, and, and that was a beautiful lead-in because what I, uh, uh, what I came to understand through all my years of modeling is that physical health, spiritual health, um, well, it's actually frequency-wise, it's physical health, emotional health, mental health, and spiritual health mm. are all interlinked. They're not, um, they're not separate from each other. So I was trying to compartmentalize everything. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is when I was able to address things from a 360 perspective, that I had optimum well-being. When I was younger, I used to think that fitness equaled wellness. Mm. So I didn't understand that wellness is truly this integration of um, physical, mental, uh, physical, uh, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. And so I'd been through my journey of modeling. I was focusing on fitness. Um, I then I had, you know, I got pregnant with my first son, who is now 25. And so I went through this whole change in my body of, you know, um, becoming a mother, giving birth, breastfeeding, then losing weight to, to get back into modeling. And, and then I had the birth of my second son, same thing. And then I got sober. And I started to see that, you know, there was more to health than just sort of like you know, eat the right foods and, you know, go to the bathroom. There was so much more to it. And um, I, I went through, when I was 50, I went through sort of like a, a crisis where all the things that I had been doing in my life were not working anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so my diet hadn't changed, my sleeping hadn't changed, um, my exercise routine hadn't changed, but I was not feeling good. I was not inspired. I was depressed. Um, I wasn't sleeping very well. I didn't think I needed to sleep. Um, mistake. I, uh, I was, you know, living off coffee. Uh, I thought I was superwoman. I had, mm -hmm. you know, two kids, a business and, you know, huge life. And um, I just sort of hit a wall. And at that time, I went to see a wonderful um, nutritionist and um, naturopath in London. And I just said to her, look, I'm taking all these vitamins and I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I eat healthy life, I do my sports and I feel terrible. And she said to me, well, first of all, the vitamins you're taking are synthetic. Um, so your body's not absorbing them and recognizing them. On top of that, modern farming has depleted our soils from its nutrients. So most of the food you're eating doesn't have nutrients in it anyway. So you're malnourished. Hmm. And I didn't think like in, you know, living in London and having access to everything that I could possibly be malnourished. So I was malnourished. I was sugar deprived. Um, I was sleep deprived, sugar addicted. Hmm. I had no sense of vitality. I was putting on weight. My body was, was not functioning very well. Mm. And I started taking uh, these green supplements and I made some tweaks in my lifestyle. 
And within about six weeks or two months, everything changed. Hmm. And I couldn't believe it because I had just sort of been to see doctors and they said, well, you know, you're 50, so that's what happens. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And um, so at one point I said to her, I was taking these little capsules. At one point I said to her, do you think you could put those into a powder that I could take every morning? And that became our hero product, the Super Elixir, which I still take every day, mm -hmm. um, which is 50 multivitamins, minerals, probiotics, prebiotics, um, adaptogens, um, mushrooms, and it's bioavailable, it's organically sourced, and it's this incredible combination of ingredients that supercharges the body, mm. all 11 systems of the body. And so, you know, I was looking for a solution for myself, but when I found this, I thought, you know, there must be other people that are feeling the way I'm feeling. I want to share this revelation with them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we founded Welco in order to share First of all, it was that one product. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it evolved. We had a, a protein powder because I couldn't find a good plant-based protein on the road and I wasn't sleeping well, so we had a sleep tea. And, and now we have 30, um, 30 different types of supplements and elixirs um, for everything from, you know, hair, skin, immune system, calm for anxiety, clarity for people that are finding it difficult to focus. And um, as I said, my purpose became greater than myself mm -hmm. in, in founding Wellco. And, wow. and it's, it's, it's actually, I'm really thankful to it because I, um, that's how I met your dad. Mm -hmm. And um, I, was, I was so interested in you know, his work around inflammation. And I'd seen in my own body what inflammation does to it. And I would follow him on Instagram. And he asked me to do my very first Instagram live back in COVID times. Yeah. And so, you know, the rest is history. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm grateful to Welco because that's why I'm here talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like a, a kind of a similar story to the podcast in the way that like you, it just came from like your own journey and you figuring out your health journey. And then you're like, I have to share this with people. I have yeah. to, uh, you were, you were practicing what you were preaching in, in, in no certain way. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that with the wax on, wax off. Mm -hmm. um, like, how did you – I have an idea about this, but how did you come to that name? Uh, it was actually – I was talking about it with my dad because I was like, Dad, I want to talk to people because people my age don't see the value of talking to people that are older, more experienced, more wise than them. And that's something that's being forgotten. And I didn't want that to go out of style. I didn't want that right. to be forgotten. That is a ritual in a way that mm. is vital to human success, just human success, not personal success. Yeah. So that's human... the way the, and our ancestors did with tribes. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, tribes looked after their community. And you had the elder and the elder was the wisest and they would tell you exactly, completely. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I want to figure out a name. Like I had it all laid out. He was like, what if you do wax on, wax off? Like the karate kid. What if you, yes. and you talk to these modern day Mr. Miyagi's. And I was like, that's genius. And that's, yeah. that's been like my driving force. And that's why I do this is because I don't want wisdom to be forgotten. I don't want, mm. and it's funny that my name's Solomon. Cause like so King Solomon in the Bible was the, the one who uh, seeked after wisdom. And that was like, that's kind of what I'm doing. But I, I really hope that 
my goal for this is just so that people who either don't have the courage to go out and find wisdom themselves can find it here. And that's kind mm. of the whole vision. Yes, or, or listen to how people have found wisdom within themselves, because mm -hmm. ultimately wisdom is not something that you can get from somebody else. Wisdom is um, experience applied in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's how you glean wisdom. So we are sharing the wisdoms that we, you know, I've learned through trial and error. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't have wisdom. I had experiences. Mm -hmm. And I learned from those experiences. Yes. And once I learned from those experiences, um, they became wisdoms. Mm -hmm. um, I like it also because it's like for you, I think of like spiritual, um, spiritual disciplines in a physical world. Mm. And I think that that's um, something that we all are looking for, um, asking each other and exploring within ourselves what are the uh, spiritual disciplines in the physical world? How do we become, how do we be our spiritual being in this physical world? Mm. How do we bring that into our life and not have them as being separate? Yeah, I 100% agree. So I did some polls on Instagram going right. into... Like people were super excited to ask you a bunch of questions and figure, like ask all these questions. So I want to get into it. I'm excited to ask you these questions. The first one is what are your top beauty tips? Mm. Well, I think my number one beauty tip is realizing that beauty is soul deep, mm. not skin deep, not mm. just skin deep. Um, and I say that because we are all born beautiful souls. So beauty is for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I believe that beauty comes from within. So it's, it's, not, it's not, you know, the planes of your face and the color of your hair, but it's how you are in this world, how you exude your uniqueness mm -hmm. and your character in this world. And, um, you know, what you look like is only a small piece of it. Mm -hmm. and, it and if it was purely what you look like, um, then I would not have had a 40-year career. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, if, if, if beauty was equated to youth at 60, I wouldn't be here mm -hmm. talking about the things that I've learned about beauty over the time. And mm -hmm. I've understood that it comes from within, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's so many people that you might see, I don't know if you know, Serge Gainsbourg, for example, is a French singer and he's not what you would consider to be a beautiful man, but he is so charismatic, magnetic even, that people are attracted to him mm -hmm. by who he is, how, mm -hmm. he, how, he, how he is, how he brings his uniqueness into this world. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's extremely important um, mm -hmm. for people to understand that the first step in beauty is recognizing that it comes from you being mm -hmm. you. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, everything changes when you smile. The world lights up when you smile. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what you look like. When you come to a situation where you're with somebody and you smile, whether it's to somebody walking down the street or a conversation that you have, you're immediately inviting them to connect with you mm -hmm. and, um, I, and, and for you to connect with them. And that's what we want is connection. Mm -hmm. So... Beauty is soul deep, not just skin deep. Smile. 
I would say hydration is extremely important. I mean, these are very tangible things mm -hmm. um, because the brain needs to be hydrated. The body needs to be hydrated in order to function well. And when the body functions well, you feel confident, you feel courageous, you, you're, you feel um, strong, you feel present, you feel vital. And um, getting, you know, understanding how nutrition affects your body mm -hmm. is extremely important because when you're feeling inflamed, it affects everything. You know, it affects the way you feel about yourself. It affects your moods. It affects the way you, um, how you think, you know, if you're trying to study, it's impossible. So hydration, nutrition, realizing that it's soul deep, smile uh, would probably be my, my, um, my biggest beauty tips. Less is more. Hmm. Um, I think often we try to disguise ourselves if you're a girl, you know, wear lots of makeup, hair, get mm -hmm. dressed up a certain way. But I found that um, I've seen more, more beauty in people in their pared down, pure selves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I, what, when you were talking about the beauty is, is soul deep, not skin deep. It reminded me of, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle talk and he was talking about this. It was like an example. And he was like, this lady was very focused on, on the way she looked exterior wise. And she was so mm. focused on it. And what she was doing is by focusing on that, it was, she was like, imagine as if she was like, there was a treasure inside and she was hardening around that treasure and she was blocking yeah. it in. And when she came to a place where she felt comfortable and she embraced herself, yeah. It's as if that became more transparent and the internal beauty shone through. And that's really Absolutely. what I think. That's lasting beauty. That's beauty that is eternal. Um, Absolutely. And I, I, I love that. Um, the next question is, what is your favorite book and why? Mm. Yeah, listen, there's been many books that have touched my life. But the one that really changed my life was a book by a wonderful author who is also my life coach. Hmm. And um, I read his book. It's called From Atoms to Angels. Hmm. And his name is Paul Darrell Walsh. Okay. Uh, W-A-L-S-H. And when I picked up his book, it, it, you know, it was just so empowering. And it, 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 it sort of outlined all the questions that I had and explained things in a very easy under and, and relatable and understandable way. It's a small book. It's very easy to read. Um, it's concise. And it's, um, you know, it, it explains the tools, the tools that we have to be empowered in our life mm -hmm. and, um, and why it's worth exploring. Mm -hmm. So that would be my favorite book because it truly did change my life. And it's one that I recommend to a lot of people and I give away to a lot of people mm -hmm. and uh, you can get it on Amazon. That's really awesome. I love that. I'm going to definitely have to check that out. after. Ch check this. it out. Yeah. I love a good book. The next question was, what is your favorite music album? Mm. So I, 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 the love of my life is a musician. And so we get to listen to a lot of music together and mm -hmm. create music together. And in many ways, I find myself listening to the Beatles, believe okay. it or not. Um, I would probably say, so one of my favorite albums would be something from the Beatles. And, and, you know, they were together for so few years, but they made a huge impact mm -hmm. in this world. And some people say that the, all four of the Beatles were portals um, from Mayan astrology. 
Hmm. And they came here for good reason. They came here to raise planetary consciousness through um, their music, which was infused with love. Hmm. And it was uplifting and it, and, and we know that it changed the world, but just by that kind of impact that they had without people really knowing why these four guys, the music was so powerful. Mm-hmm. So I really love the story behind them. I don't know if they are mm-hmm. portals for me in astrology, but I did like that story. Yeah. And I thought that it was, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for that because mm-hmm. they, they, they came here for a purpose. Yeah. You know, that's for sure. I, I agree. What advice do you have on finding love? You talked about the love mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah, that's a, listen, my journey has really been a, a journey to finding self-love. Um, and I think that it's always important to remember that the love that you, um, magnetize in your life is a direct reflection. It's a vivid picture of the love you have for yourself. Mm. So be what you want in your life. It's like, you know, be the change you want, but also be the loving being consciousness that you want to find in your life. And, um, I've been, you know, I've had many profoundly beautiful relationships, um, long relationships. And uh, I have seen that, you know, some of them have been less than loving at periods of my life when I've been less than self-loving. And it's not about them. It's about me. And I think the the greatest gift I've ever been received from somebody was understanding uh, this one particular person was understanding that they were not they didn't come here to love me they Mm. came here to teach me to love myself Mm. and uh you know and i also think for, for for people young people watching this or anybody watching this is to remind yourself that there's a big difference between attraction and connection Mm. yes and today i look for connection connectedness Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's not like a shopping list of things that I want to take off, like, oh, we both like to do the same thing, or we, you know, like the same music, or, you know, it's where is the heartfelt connection? Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you where do you connect on a deeper soul level? Mm-hmm. And not just the sort of you know, usual things that people look for in a relationship? And, and, and where do you connect with yourself? Yeah. And the, the more you get to know yourself, the more uh, capable you are of magnetizing a, a, a deeper, more profound love. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I think if you don't have, if you are not fully and completely utterly your best self, why why would you want to give a bad version of yourself to someone and show them that and have that? So like having that relationship with you first, and then once you have that with you, you have that like solid foundation, and then you can give it to, or not give it to, but go alongside someone else who has also found that and there's Mm. no one's going to be perfect, but, but having that, I completely agree. I think that's really Mm. amazing. Well, I think sometimes that puts a lot of pressure on you though, because we are perfect, all of us Mm. always. Yeah. And you know, the perfection is in being you, all Mm. the different flavors of you. Mm. Um, And you don't have to be like always up and always, you know, saying the right thing and doing Mm. the right thing and pleasing others. It's to to show up and be a hundred percent you, mm. and um, you know 
I think a lot of people wait till they feel that they are their best selves before they embark on a relationship. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I feel that it's so beneficial to be in a relationship that resonates with you, regardless of if you think you're your best you at that point, yeah. because I can guarantee the person that you're with will teach you. And they're there to teach you as you are to teach them. Mm. And so, you know, like trying to hold out to be like this perfect, yeah. you know, partner, it's, it's you are perfect anyway, anytime you are in your heart. Mm. I love that. That that really spoke deeply to me because I do feel like sometimes I'm waiting for myself. I'm a very perfectionist person when it comes to myself, not pretty much with anything else, but when it comes yeah. to me, I'm such a perfectionist and I feel like I always have to be like, if this isn't checked and this isn't checked and this isn't checked, then like screw it. I'm we not have valuable. To, yeah, we have to yeah. wait. We have to wait until yeah. I figure this out. So wait a second. I want to talk to you about that because... Um, It's a really important point, perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And I have struggled with that all my life, so much so that when I went to rehab, uh, you know, I I did the steps on alcohol, I did the steps on drugs. You know, the next one was on perfectionism Mm. and how my misbelief that I'm not already perfect has dominated my life, (sighs) constantly striving to be my own expectation of myself instead of embracing, loving, understanding, and being with myself. And it was so painful, Solomon. Hmm. Um, and I still, I, still, I still find myself doing that. I still find myself criticizing myself. And how can I do that when I am a pure spirit of, 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 of divinity? Mm-hmm. You know, who am I to criticize that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, remember you are perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And I'm going to now forever remember that and have that in, in, in me, especially hearing it from you. It like, there's certain people that when they tell me stuff that like it hits different and it, it, it really like resonates with me. And I, I just remember some stories, like whenever we went over to your house and we hung out with you, like, I remember you talking about like just like different art and stuff and just all these things. And you're one of those people that like really uh, their words are super valuable to me. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. And yours are to me. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> what would you say brings you joy in life? That was one of the questions that someone asked. Mm. And I was like, this is a deep question. Yeah. So uh, I, I think one of the biggest joys in my life are my children. Hmm. And it's not even, I think, I know, yeah. you know, so being with my children, uh, being in nature, uh, feeling fulfilled in the work that I do, mm. um, spending time with, with friends, mm-hmm. um, being creative. And this is all um, anchored by being well, because if I'm not well physically, it's very hard to be in a state of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, our innate, um, uh, our innate God-given right is to be well. Our bodies have the capacity to be well all the time mm-hmm. um, if we you know, create the right environment yeah. for it. And it is our God-given gift. And so I, I think that the foundation of, of, of being able to experience life to its fullest is through being well. Physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Hmm. I completely agree. And I love that. 
The next question on the list is, what does a day in the life of El McPherson look like? And I'm excited <laughs> to hear this. Um, well, there's no one particular like day in the life of. Yeah. Um, because I'm a I'm a nomadic at the moment. You know, I my yeah. boys are. I have one boy, who my son is not a boy anymore. He's twenty. He's in university in Boston, and my and he's turning twenty one. And my twenty five year old turning twenty six. He's working, uh, and he travels the world as well. So, um, <clears throat> I I'm also free to explore and experiment mm -hmm. and discover. Lots of passions in my life today. A lot mm. of um, people talk about having an empty nest when their children move out. And I prepared myself by following um, passions in my life, preparing really for when they left and mm. finding out what interested me and following them. So now I'm on the road a lot. I've been on the mm -hmm. road basically for a year. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some things that stand very true, right? Like mm -hmm. without fail, I drink a liter of water when I wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And at the moment I'm doing um, Zach Bush's um, hydration protocol, which is lime and some Celtic sea salt. And I drink that before I even get out of bed. Um, before I drink my water, when I wake up, I do not touch my phone. I lie in bed and I do gratitude. And that's where that gratitude book came in. Um, I do a gratitude list and I run through in my head. I don't write them anymore, but I run through in my head the things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And also I do a sort of manifestation stream of like, what is it that I want to create today? And I really feel as if in that moment that I've already created it. So it's not a wish, it's not a hope, it's not, oh gosh, I wish I could do this. It's like, at the moment my house is selling. Ah, oh, this house, the owner, new owner is right around the corner. They're coming to see the house soon. And, uh, you know, because my house is on the market. Mm -hmm. I don't say I hope I'm going to sell my house. I, I, I feel what it feels like to have that freedom mm -hmm. of my house being sold. So I do my manifestation stream, I do gratitude, I do some breath, I center in myself, I check in with my body, see how I'm feeling, I drink water. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't touch my phone Yeah. because I can get distracted. You know, if I start opening emails first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. I'm already off on a tangent. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I, it can be really positive and you can see something great and you're really excited by it. Or sometimes it can really bog you down. And I think that's like, the, there's a part of our brain that like wants us to be like, are we going to get a great news? Or, and then if we get bad news, we're bummed out, but we probably want to go back into that cycle. So I completely agree. Like going and not being on our phone and waiting to do that until we kind of set ourselves up for the day. Exactly. And it can be extremely distracting because like, you know, I like to have my kind of morning routine. I want to have my matcha. I want to sit in the sun mm -hmm. a little bit. I want to ground. I want to hear the sounds of nature. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to hydrate. And so if I'm, if I'm stopping doing that because I'm answering emails, and before I know it, it's midday, mm -hmm. and I haven't even stepped outside, um, and I'm fortunate because I, I have beautiful property, as you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, put my feet on the ground, hu not hugged a tree, but, you know, the metaphor metaphorically hugged a tree. Um, you know, my, my day started off with my brain answering emails instead of connection to myself and mm -hmm. to heart. And 
The reason why that's important is because when you make decisions that are from a heart space, those decisions will be um, supportive. Mm-hmm. When you make a reactionary response, it's not a response, it's a reaction to something that's just come in with the brain of logic trying to figure out, usually it leads you astray. So I want to be making decisions from my most balanced self, and so I do these things in the morning. Mm. And I, I intermittent fast, I tend not to eat until about uh, one or two, maybe I'll have my hydration, I drink my Wellco Super Elixir Greens, um, I might make a protein shake, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really have kind of um, a substantial meal until later in the day. Mm-hmm. And, and that really works for me. Yeah. I, I feel very clear. My body feels light. My spirit feels light. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. I'm more that person anyway where I want to be really productive. And sometimes, like, I, 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 yeah, I agree with you completely is that intermittent fasting for me personally is like something that just works well with my life and makes me feel good. And it's mm. all up to you and the decisions and you figuring out what your health journey is with that. Cause some people, it maybe it's not for, um, yeah. yeah. And I think people have to be, uh, some people, uh, need, need that, um, nourishment first thing in the morning, yeah. they function better with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not one size fits all, but I do like ha- giving my digestion, uh, rest mm-hmm. And it's not about deprivation. Yeah. It's about simply prolonging that period and while still giving myself nourishment. So Mm -hmm. I don't do like a lot of people do and it's just water. You know, I have my greens. I have a matcha Mm -hmm. with oat milk because I love that in the Mm -hmm. mornings. I have, um, you know, I have a protein shake. So I'm I'm nourishing myself. Yeah. Um, I'm just not really having hugely difficult to digest food until later in the yeah, day. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's bio-individuality. Individuality. Yeah, <laughs> both. both. I, but I think it works always for, for our mental, for our physical, for our spiritual, and our emotional. We're all different people. We are all created with a different fingerprint. And yeah. that has to that goes throughout every part of us. And I think acknowledging that and living life with that is... Mm very important and and you can just remember by i do this all the time i remember by like looking at my finger and i'm like if i am having shame or 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 comparing and being like why am i not like this person or why why do i struggle with these things and other people don't like it's just because i'm created differently i have other strengths that other people probably don't have and and understanding that we're all different people and we're all on our own different journey um and bringing that uniqueness into the world is really what it's about, mm-hmm. not suppressing it or trying to change it or perfect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. I guess kind of on that that topic, what advice would you give to 18-year-old you? If you could go back and you could see 18-year-old you and now you have all this wisdom, you have all this knowledge, what would you tell her? Well, it's the same thing I would tell you, and it's the same thing I tell myself today, which is give it a go. Whatever whatever is your heart's passion, give it a go. Mm-hmm. And just check it out. Yeah. You know, um, Take a step towards it and, and just give it your best effort, 110%. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think it's really important to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, And that requires getting to know yourself, and getting to know yourself comes through experience so you try lots of different things and 
you know, my kids, um, I've always encouraged them to have like summer jobs and to try lots of different things. I mean, one year my son did a watchmaking class, you know, he's going to mm -hmm. business school, but he was fascinated by, by watches. And, and I think that the way you get to know yourself is by exploring and doing lots of different things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you get to know how you respond in certain situations. Oh, I, I get frustrated when I'm doing, you know, very intricate work, or I find that I, I'm really great when I'm doing intricate work. So, um, Get to know yourself mm -hmm. um, and be true to who you are relentlessly at every given moment. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm. And um, and ha and alignment for me is, you know, what you think and what you say and what you do are all aligned. And when you're in alignment, um, you'll see that, that things flow very easily and we want things to be sort of effortless, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't yeah. have to be hard. And the thing that I would have said to myself again is that, you know, be your authentic you. And mm -hmm. I thought I wasn't enough for mm -hmm. a very, very long time, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and in fact, uh, looking back on it, it was, I, had, I have so many beautiful qualities to bring into this world. And now that's what I do. Mm -hmm. I choose to do it because I want to. I love that so much. That's amazing. Where can people find you and your products where 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 do you want to direct the people who are like i want to get welco products or i want to learn yeah, more about you can, l you can go to welco.com uh and then you can find all the products my kids take them uh my, my whole family takes medical i take I mean, them you take them <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's as i said there's hair skin immune you know clarity focus your greens which are super important foundation your protein which is super important clean lean protein so you can go to welco.com and you can check it out and uh, it'll be worth it'll be worth the commitment to your own well-being as a foundation for everything you want to achieve in life. I completely agree. All right. Thank you so much, Elle, for being on the podcast. And my pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>